Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We are joined today by Allison Hardy, who is going to be sharing how she has embraced her introvertedness. And we're going to be talking about how you can burn your launch calendar. And I'm really excited to dig into this. So welcome, Allison. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Tara. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about you, your story, kind of how you got started in this business and what you do, basically. Yeah. So I'm an email funnel strategist. And so what I do is I help my clients ditch the live launching that they don't like anyways, and instead sell their course or membership on autopilot month after month, year after year through email funnels. And I got started in this business, quite honestly, because I got laid off when I was six months pregnant with my nine-year-old, or now he's nine. So that was like nine years ago. And I wasn't in the position to not work. My husband uh, was a pastor. I didn't have maternity leave from my current job the job that I got laid off of. And so getting laid off three months like ahead of time, like didn't work financially for us. So I needed to make money. I needed to make money really fast. So I had always had a part-time side hustle of a personal training business. And so I was like, okay, here we are. This is like my do or die moment. Let's actually grow this thing. So in the three months before he was born, I was able to replace my nine to five income, but at the expense of like, everything, like my health, my relationships. I went into preterm labor a couple of times because I like, you know, wasn't drinking water or sleeping or taking care of myself. And one of my friends, one day I like peeled myself away from my business after he was born and uh, had coffee with one of my friends. And she was like, Allison, I don't know what's going on, but like, this isn't working. And she like did this like pointing, spinning finger thing at me. And I was like, yeah. I was like, this is just how it is. She's like, I don't believe that for a second. She's like, I don't believe that this is how it has to be for you. So she was like, I don't know what you need to do. We need to change something. You need to change it really fast. So that's when I got really sold on the idea of growing a business that actually fits into my life and fits into my personality type and attracts people who get that to me. And so that's when I got really sold on the idea of email funnels, automation, and having just a machine that works in the background so that you can actually live your life. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was nodding so hard when you were talking. <laughs> yes. Oh, it and it's funny because I feel like so many of us, we have to learn that the hard way because we don't have right. people like you out there. Like at the time we didn't have somebody like you, like there is another way to do it. It doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. And that was the thing, you know, that was the messaging I was getting from like the the experts I was following was like, this is just how it is. You sacrifice now for the payoff later. And like, while I do believe building for the future, like you don't have to, sa- you don't have to sacrifice, right? Like that word is just so harsh and has such a specific mindset. And I didn't know any other way. Like I didn't know that there was another way to do things. 
And until I landed on it one day, I was like, this is, and that's what I said to my friend, you know, this is just how it is. This is how it being an entrepreneur is. And she was just like, no, like that's, I don't buy it. So I was really grateful for that conversation. Yeah, that is such a, I'm I'm glad that, you know, your friend recognized that because it's so like to have somebody like give us that moment where they're like this, what are you doing? Like this this isn't sustainable. And, and like, I think a lot of us have dealt with burnout and hustle culture and feeling like we have to do what we're told to do by like everyone. (laughs) Um, And that can be so exhausting. And that's, that's usually not why we started our own business. It's not to be exhausted and overwhelmed and not being able to take care of ourselves. Like it's actually the complete opposite. Usually we start a business because we want freedom and flexibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was hit with a pretty nice hearty dose of postpartum depression. So like coupling that with like this way that I was working, it just really like, I always compare it to like as, as fast as it went up, it came crashing down around me just as fast. So it really like those kind of three things really like hit the nail on the head that like you have to figure out another way. Like you you don't have the choice not to at this point. So it was hard and I was super angry at my friend at that time, but like <laughs> we're still friends. And I'm really glad that she said that to me because otherwise I probably would have not have even known like to look for another way. Was it a little scary when you decided, okay, I'm going to like scale back on all the things I'm doing and I'm going to do this instead and like set up these automated email systems. Was it a little scary? Like, oh my gosh, what if I'm like burning down everything that I built? (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. I mean, anytime you make a change, right. It's, it's scary. Luckily I had set my best. There was, this was like the one smart thing I did do. I, um, would had a lot of high-end one-on-one clients. And so they were in like six month contracts with me, six to 12 month contracts with me. So I was able to like build the systems in the background while I still did that work and got paid. So that was like a really smart choice. I mean, I was like, oh, thank you past me for doing this. But yeah, I mean, anytime you, anytime you try something new, it's, there's a level of like uncertainty, especially because like I didn't and couldn't really find anyone to teach me funnels. I could find a ton of people to do it for me. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to learn how to do it. So like I kind of like invented my own methodology. And while that sounds really cool, it was it was really hard. And it was a lot of trial and error. And I wasn't profitable probably for like six to eight to nine months and after like implementing the system because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So it was constantly like this let's look at the data and let's look at the numbers and how many leads went through this month and how many bought and did you break even? No. Okay. What are you going to do now? Like it was this constant, like shifting and morphing and getting really nerdy with what I was doing. But, you know, again, like the payoff because of that work, because I was actually smart in doing that part, it now has made it so that I can scale my business and I can teach other people how to do it too. So yeah, it was, it was long answer to your question. It was really scary, but I knew it was worth it because I knew the payoff in the end. Yeah. I think that's the thing too, is like, um, people want instant results. And like, if you're doing something on your own or like starting something new, it's, it's going to take time. I mean, I, I love that. Like you have created this methodology to help somebody like avoid such a long time period. Like yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. have a leg up on, on what you had to do, but still it's always like, especially with funnels, it's, there is a lot of like trial and error, like testing and 
diving into the numbers and fine tuning. And I think a lot of people want the like instant gratification (laughs) of social media, for example. They definitely do for sure. And like in the beginning, you know, when you're building your business, I do think like tools like social media are a great way to get an influx of clients. But if we're looking at the long term and if we're building our business for sustainability, if we want to be around in five years, like social media is great and everything, but like there's other ways to do it also that don't require you to necessarily show up every single day on social. And so that's like why I love funnels is because I still show up on social media because I like it, but it's not really like the way that I drive traffic and sales. It's like a compliment to the funnel. So it's just a, it's a more sustainable way of building your business and it makes your business fit into your life instead of your life fit into your business. That's a good point. And I think especially for, um, for the introverts listening, like having a funnel that sells on autopilot for you. So, you know, if you don't want to be on social media this week, you don't have to be, and you still have like, you're still putting your offers in front of people. You're still building an audience and getting new leads and, nurturing them. And I mean, that is so powerful for introverts, especially, but any business needs a good funnel, but introverts, yes, definitely. (laughs) Um, You you will love it. Like once you have your funnel set up, it's working and you start to see those sales come in. Oh my gosh. It's like the, the best feeling in the world. Yeah. I just, I mean, sitting here with you talking, we've been talking for 14 minutes and I had a little notification pop up that said, you just sold a $27 tripwire. Like, that's great. Like, that's that's what we want. And while that's not groundbreaking money, it's still money coming in and right in one per person you can help. So, like, I think every business needs a funnel. If we look at, like, the big, you know, really successful businesses that are in our field, odds are they probably have a really hardy funnel. So, like, again, if we're, like, building for the future and for the long term, it's just something you need. It's something that everybody needs. Yeah. So, I I struggle with this because I'm like so into like the marketing space and funnels, but um, yeah. could you explain just for anyone who's listening and is like, oh my gosh, I, I don't even know what a funnel is. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people don't know what a funnel is. So when I talk about funnels, I am specifically talking about an email funnel. So it's a series of emails that your lead, the person on your email list gets delivered over a period of time. And so they start after someone downloads your lead magnet. So maybe they find your lead magnet through an ad or Pinterest or Instagram or however you're generating leads. They download it and then there's a series of emails that follow it. And the function of those emails is to develop the know, like, and trust factor to exert you as the authority to help them in solving the pain point that you help your clients to solve and then to make them an offer for your your program. I love that. Yeah. And an email is... Email is just so fun and it's something that you own. So it's not like, oh, I I see people all the time like, oh my gosh, I have 10K followers on Instagram and like I'm getting leads every week and and then they lose their account. It's like, oh. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And I think, again, I think social is great. I do Facebook and Instagram ads every single gosh darn day and I'm on Instagram most days. But like, it shouldn't be the thing that you rely on because exactly like you said, you don't own it. And so something glitches, your account can go away. Or like you say, a a word that Instagram doesn't like, it can get shut down. And it's just not a sustainable way to build your business. Yeah. What would you say are like some of the 
either top tips or top mistakes that most people maybe make when they're first starting with an email funnel? They don't send enough emails. That's like the number one thing I see, especially like the pitch sequence. So like people are really afraid to sell their services. And I think like that's a mindset thing. I think if you're here to help people and you have this really awesome course or membership or program or whatever it is, you owe it to somebody to tell them about it. And so with an email funnel, you have to send a lot of those emails. So I do email funnel audits as an offer of mine. And I was actually auditing a funnel the other day. And this woman had two emails in her pitch sequence offering up her program. And I was like, I need you to write like 10 emails for the pitch sequence. And she was like, that's just too much. I don't want to be salesy. And I was like, salesy is a state of mind. Salesy is what happens when you're not in alignment or you're implementing marketing strategies that just don't feel good. But if you're writing 10 pitch emails that are heart-centered and value-based and service-oriented, that's not salesy. She was like, I've never thought about it like that before. So like, you have to be unapologetic about selling because when you sell to somebody and they buy, that's the best way that you can help someone. So like not having enough emails, specifically in the pitch sequence is a huge mistake, I guess, pitfall. Something else that folks kind of forget about is that you don't have to wait until the pitch sequence to sell. So you could have like a small digital offer that lives on the thank you page of your lead magnet. That's a tripwire. You could offer up that digital product maybe in your nurture sequence. Um, You don't necessarily have to wait. There's like no law or no rule that says you have to wait until your pitch sequence to offer up ways for people to buy from you. And then I would say the third mistake I see is not using video in your nurture sequence. So I think video, I mean, we all know this video is king or queen. Video is how most people consume content these days. If we look at like YouTube or even like Instagram, for example, like YouTube is nothing but videos and it's, isn't it the number one search engine in the world or number two? So people are looking for videos to solve their answers or to solve their problems to get the answers. Uh, Instagram, for example, like it's mostly video nowadays. So people are used to consuming video. So if you have a program where there's you involved, like you're coaching, or maybe it's a course where you recorded videos and they're all like uploaded into a portal, they're getting you in the program. So you want to make sure that they can get you before the program because video develops that no like and trust factor so much faster than anything else. You can hide behind words, but you can't hide behind video. People see your mannerisms, see how you talk about things. And so that needs to be put inside of the nurture sequence for sure. Those are all amazing points. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I think like, especially, I know it's hard to put ourselves out there on video, but like you said, especially if you're selling like coaching or one-to-one, like I'm, I'm typically not going to like move forward or think about like working with somebody in that capacity, unless I've seen them or I've heard them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like if, if I've just read content, I mean, maybe, but it would probably take like a year of consuming that content versus like, oh, I I've seen them. I've, I've heard them. Um, like I can connect with their energy. Like that is a big part for me too, especially working with one-to-one. Yeah. Yeah. And especially introverts, like I know we're, it's harder for us to get on video sometimes, but we really have to like connect back to that bigger mission. Like if you're here to actually help people and you're here and, and you're going to do that by selling your course or your membership or your program, 
if the the thing that will get you those results and get you more people to help is video, then we have to figure out a way to get around that. We have to be able to use video in a way that works for us and in a way that feels in alignment. So like whatever that looks like for you, it can be a cup, you know, it can be, there can be different ways to approach video, but like, I hear that a lot with introverts. I'm an introvert. I don't want to do video. Well, like how else? Like let's, let's do video. Let's just figure out a way to make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, one example I can share is, um, so I'm currently changing it from a membership, but I do have a membership right now called the introvertpreneur club for introverted oh, yeah. entrepreneurs. And my funnel is my lead magnet is a free webinar, how to market your business as an introvert. And I've had multiple people comment to me via email, responding to the email funnel. I love how you did that because I didn't, I intentionally didn't show my face. It was just slides and my voice. And I think for my particular audience, they love that. They're like, wow, I can actually record a video without showing my face and like be on video, like show up using video as a, as a method without like having to get my makeup done and feel all polished. And like, and I love that because I was like, yes, that, that was intentional. I wanted to show that, you know, you don't have to show up every single video. You can do slides as long as it's your voice and like showing your face, that's better, but you don't have to do it all the time. Exactly. Exactly. When I have my video series inside of my nurture sequence, at first, you will get me on the video I'm face to camera, like introducing the concept. But then I say, hey, I'm going to share my screen with you and walk you through some ideas. And so I'll either like show a calculator because a lot of times in my funnels, I'll like show I do funnel math with them to figure out like conversion rates and price points and all that. But where I show slide, like there's so many ways to get around it if you don't want to just be face to camera for a full 60 minutes or, you know, whatever the thing is. So, yeah, I love that, Tara. I think it's so helpful to really dig deep into like how you best show up because when you best show up in the, you know, the best way possible, it's going to translate. You're going to be able to present that information more concisely and more appropriately and more in alignment with how you want to show up. So it just makes for a a better video, better presentation, which I would argue creates more conversions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just figuring out a way to make it work for you. Yep. Awesome. So I know a lot of people maybe listening are like, okay, I want to do an email funnel. I want to focus on email, but maybe they're starting at like zero or close, like small list size. So how would you say that that somebody should start to grow their email list and get more people into their funnel? Yeah. I think Facebook and Instagram ads. And I know like I hear the like groan, oh, I don't want to learn Facebook and Instagram ads. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you don't want to show up every single day on social, if that's like not something you want to do, which I would argue most of us, most of y'all listening to this and myself included, don't want to do, you need to have an automated way to generate leads. And so as far as I am concerned, and different people have different opinions, but I think Instagram and Facebook ads are a great way to do that for what you're paying for it. And the results you can get out of it, it's a really low cost per lead. Yes, it can be expensive if you don't know what you're doing. So if you're like, I don't know a single thing about Facebook and Instagram ads, they seem hard. They are. They're a little hard. They're a little complicated. But like find a course, get someone to teach you how to do it or hire someone to do it for you. They are a great way to generate high quality leads without you actually showing up every single day. And like taking, going off of that idea, really anything that generates leads for you is a great way to do it. So you can do Pinterest, you can do YouTube, 
you know, you can do all these different places where you're showing up in people's feeds um, that maybe will have would have never heard of you before who actually really need your help. So that's that's kind of how I think about things. Yeah, I think when I when I think about Facebook ads, it's kind of sometimes for me, I think about okay, you know, the the initial time spent learning them, the time like setting them up, and the cost. Like, is that cost going to make more sense versus me having to use all of this time and energy to show up every single day on social media? So it's kind of a trade-off. You you can decide whether you want to do ways that you get in front of people like organically and on social. Or if you want to pay to play a little bit. Um, and so it's kind of a trade-off. You have to figure out what's what's going to be better for you. Yeah. And think about it like this also. Like this might help too, going off of what you just said. So like if you're spending, let's say, $20 a day and you're getting between 5 and 10 new leads onto your email list. So that's the situation, right? That's the, the Facebook and Instagram ad situation. The alternative is that you don't do that, right? You don't run the ads, you don't do that work and you just do it organically. Like, are you able to create those same results organically? Probably not. Like how much work is that going to take? How many new people are you going to need to network with every single day? How long is that process from like a new follower to like nurturing and then getting them on the email list? Whereas if you could just show up in someone's feed through like very specific targeting and say, hey, I have this thing for you. Do you want it? And they're like, yes. That's so much faster. And I know for a lot of us, especially entrepreneurs, especially with email funnels, we want fast results. So like one of the ways you can get faster results with an email funnel is by getting more people into the funnel. So like if we think about it like that, that might be a good way to think about Facebook and Instagram ads. Yeah, because I know for most of us, like we would spend a lot more time and energy than $20 a day doing social media every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And it can just, it can create so much faster results for you. And I know that's what a lot of us want. Do you recommend people, um, like is $20 a day, like, is that what you would typically do or start with, with a new funnel? Yeah. $20 a day, especially if you're at like two to $4 an email address, that'll get you to a hundred leads pretty quickly through the funnel. Um, at least over the course of a month, you'll get to a hundred leads through that funnel. So a hundred leads is usually when I say you can like start to change the funnel. So you can look at the data, you can see what's going on inside of it. You make some tweaks to try to improve the conversion rate inside the funnel. So yeah, I just think 20 is like a good number to like get you some actual results. I used to, you know, earlier on in my business, I would say, no, you can start at $5 a day, but that's just not going to get you results fast enough. Especially if you're converting at like $4 an email address, that's like one a day. And over the course of a month, that's only 30 people into the funnel. And while that's 30 humans, yes, it's just not enough data to get the results that you want in order to like understand what's going on inside the funnel. Yeah, that's a that's a really good, really good point because I know I've had a few people say like, oh, my my funnel isn't converting, it's not working, I don't know what to do. And we dig into their numbers and they've only had like 15 people go through the funnel. I'm like, you can't, right. <laughs> you, yeah. you don't have the data to really make any decisions yet. So we need to focus on getting more people through it and then figure out what's going on with it. Yeah, I always encourage folks to not touch anything until 100 people have completely gone through the entire funnel because then you have at least some data right and making those changes before that it's just it's just not enough information you're not making the most educated decisions 
as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard not to leave things alone. I know I'm I'm horrible with Facebook ads. Anytime I run ads, I'm like, oh, I'm still in the learning phase, but I want to tweak it and I want to change this. And then it starts <sighs> over again. I'm like, I just, when I run ads, I need to like, just forget that they're running and leave them alone. <laughs> yeah. You know what I do is I set them for the future to go live for the future. It's so like on a Thursday, I'll set them up for a Monday. And then I actually do forget about them because I forget that they're going because it's not like something I'm actively doing. So then I don't meddle. And so then Mm. on my calendar, I have usually have a reminder that pops up on like Friday. It's like, hey, look at your Facebook ads. And when that pops up, I'm like, oh, I did start those. That's right. Oh, that's a good (laughs) idea. (laughs) Because I'm the same way. I will meddle so much and it's so ridiculous and I know not to do it, but like I can't help it. I know. So I would love for you to share um, how somebody listening can work with you, what type of offers you have available or any resources that you want to share just so people can can learn more about you and, and get on your email list and in your email funnel. Oh, yeah, that would be great. So I have a free resource. It's a template. It's called the $80,000 email. And what it is, it's the singular email that was responsible for $80,000 in sales last year. So I've given you the email. I have templated it for you so you can copy and paste, plug it into your email funnel and use it and get some awesome results for it. So you can find it at alisonhardy.com forward slash 80,000 email. That is awesome. Yeah. We will have that link in the show notes for everyone to grab that. I, I, that is brilliant that you're sharing that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's a fun resource. And it's like, I'll say this, it's, it's surprising at what it actually is. A lot of people think it's going to be like this big, long, complicated email that has all these things, but it's actually like one of the simplest emails you will ever write, but it really creates a lot of engagement and conversations. So it's it's very helpful in creating sales. That is awesome. And do you work one-to-one with anyone who's like, I just need more help? I... Yeah, yeah. So I write funnels for folks. Um, I have a mastermind. I have a membership and I do do one-on-one work. Yes. Awesome. So yeah, we will have your, the link to the free resource and then your website. So everyone can go check that out. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I love everything that you stand for and kind of your, your philosophy of business. And I know that this is going to resonate with so many of the podcast listeners. Amazing. Thank you, Dara, for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.